Welcome to another episode of the Cheerful Soundman podcast. It's a weekly show for event professionals about the challenges and lessons of producing stellar events with a smile. I'm Eric, the owner of Bunt Backline, an event production company right here in Gainesville, Florida. And today we're doing a mini episode in between some of our longer episodes to handle some housekeeping, share bonus content, and most importantly, answer your questions about events, tech, and well, pretty much anything else. Let's dive in. Our first question is from Draymond. When budgeting for a full AVL install for a church, doing streaming as everyone is now, where is the biggest priority financially? Sound, lighting, or video? Uh, That's a great question. Um, I'll start by saying uh, it is definitely helpful if I know the size of your church and some more details about your church, but in general, a lot of the churches we deal with at least are kind of in that between three and 600 seat auditoriums. Um, In those cases, sound tends to need a little less of the budget. Uh, Lighting tends to need kind of in the middle and video kind of also middle or high. It it really just depends on the room. It's going to change a lot depending on the style of the church, your priorities as a church. Um, Kind of a a more traditional Methodist church, for instance, uh, is probably going to need more focus on warm white lighting, nice cameras with lenses and streaming, as well as just some, uh, you know, then clear intelligible audio. So that's a little different than a church that's more, um, you know, trying to be uh, like an elevation or one of those type of churches that is really, you know, high impact lighting, sound, you know, more like a concert. So all those answers are kind of dependent. Uh, The best thing to do, um, I would say, is twofold. One is if you can visit other churches that in your area that um, have maybe done a similar upgrade recently that you're thinking about, because a lot of times you can get good information from the existing um, staff there, like, hey, we did this well, we didn't do this well, wish we would have done this. The amount of wish we would have done this that you can take away from um, other just colleagues and professionals um, will actually typically save you a lot of mistakes and money in the long run. And then, of course, I'm going to say this, contact a professional, whether it's me or somebody else, doesn't matter. Uh, Contact a professional, vet that professional, look at some of their other projects, look at some of their portfolio, make sure they actually do our professional know what they're talking about. Um, And that's kind of the way I like to go. So as always, it's a big it depends question, um, but it, it varies a lot by your situation. All right, our second question is from Drew. If you only had $500 to make a drum kit, what would you buy? Um, well, first of all, $500 to make a drum kit, it can work. Um, it kind of depends on your expectations again. Uh, it's not a lot of money to make a drum kit, so you're not going to get a full set of really nice microphones. That's going to get you up into the almost $2,000 range typically. Uh, but also depends on your scenario. So if you're, um, if you're a jazz player or a more traditional style or in a, a nice big loud open room, you might look at starting with, or you would look at starting with a kick mic, a snare mic, and an overhead mic. Um, would probably fit into that budget something like a D6 or a Beta 52 on the kick, um, or an AKG D112 is a good choice. Any of those kind of work. Um, there's other options as well, but those are kind of the professional standards. Uh, then something like a 57 on the kit, on the uh, snare, and then a nice overhead. That's probably about all you're going to get as far as nice microphones in that $500 budget. I tend to be of the mindset of I'd rather have three really nice microphones that I can mess with my mic placement and get really good sound than a whole pile of very cheap microphones. Uh, I think one of the brands is even called Pile, which is an indicator. Anyway, we are not endorsed by Pile, obviously. 
But uh, like Sure, for instance, has a uh, has an intro kit. It's the PG series um, that I think is not much more than that. It's kind of in that five hundred dollar ish range. Uh, that actually works pretty decently. I've I've heard it. Uh, I know a lot of drummers who have it that are gigging drummers. That that's what works for their budget, and it tends to work pretty well. The first thing I replace on those though is the kick drum mic. The kick drum mic it leaves a lot to be desired on that particular kit. But in general, like I said, I would I would really lean towards get a quality condenser overhead to capture your whole kit, a snare mic to really you know, capture that close crack of the snare, and a really nice kick mic because really it's kick, snare, and cymbals is mostly what people hear anyway. So this is our third totally real, not made up question. I love your podcast so much. What should I do? Well, leave a review on Apple or Spotify. Um, there's always the face tattoo option. You can go Post Malone on it. Um, but you probably don't want to get Cheerful Sound Man on there because we may change the name at some point, so hold off on that. But uh, any of those likes, subscribe, follow, all those options, uh, we're on all the major platforms. And then, um, yeah, we really just thank you very much. Thanks for tuning into our mini episode. If you have questions you want us to answer on the show, you can ask them on our Instagram at The Cheerful Sound Man. So, until next time, don't suck, don't be a jerk.